Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 113 of the Need to Nerd Podcast. I'm your host, Spencer the He's Howland. Episode 113 is a pretty cool number. I'm joined by my co-host, Patty the Friggin' Batty. Patty B. MTG. He is canon off. And, I am uh, Kenneth. I, and I did watch that movie. I did watch that movie. Yeah. Yep. I figured, I figured we might end up talking about this So yeah, at some point. You know, so. I, I we actually probably will. I'm actually going to do a comparison of, like, you know, the two most recent movies I watched and, like, why certain I feel certain ways. So, uh, but we're not we're not talking about Barbie today. Next today we're talking about Blue Beetle, the uh, twenty twenty it's twenty twenty three right twenty twenty three release. Blue yep. Beetle came out in theaters. Uh, a amazing, uh, fresh score on Rotten Tomatoes uh, and a ninety one percent audience score. On Rotten Tomatoes, really, lo- people really loved this movie, and I'm excited to get to talk about it. But before we do, let's talk about our nerd fact of the week. And Patty B, Blue Beetle, the comic, was originally released in 1939, and the top price for the number one comic, the the, the you know issue one, that issue. With, with a grade of only 6.5 for what it's worth. What do you think? What do you think it is? I mean, you can see it, but I'm curious if you would have gotten this close. Uh, first edition comics are all over the place. Um, I, I mean, probably like ten to fifteen grand, ninety six hundred dollars, which I thought was high for a six point five. Sure, for a six point five, that seems a, a bit high, but yeah. But you know, it goes to show that this uh, this character you know has been around for a long time uh, mm. and is beloved. Uh, before we get into the main topic, which is our review of Blue Beetle twenty twenty three, don't forget to check out the Discord. We got people in there talking about uh, HBO Max show that I had not heard of a new sci fi that we might have to check out. Uh, they were talking about it last night and a little bit this morning. It's got one season running on it. I'm just going to pull it up from the Discord so that people can hear you know what people are, are talking about in there. But we got. A recommendation in our TV channel for uh, a show called Scavengers Reign on Max, um, sci-fi show. Uh, so might might have to check that one out so that we can uh, do a little more discussion there. If you want to support the show, the one of the best ways to do that is share it. Nobody messed up the timeline. Patty B luckily commented on the last week's episode on YouTube, so the the world didn't explode, but. Like, subscribe, and share is the best way to do so. If you do all three of those things this week, then you will find a dollar on the ground. So, I mean, I'm not saying win, like you know, right? In your lifetime, you will find a dollar on the ground. Nice. If it doesn't happen before you die, hit me up. Uh, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so I'll ship you that dollar. Uh, and then don't forget, you can join the contest uh, to win switch and a copy of well whatever system comes out because you know i thought of this i thought that people would be you know doing this faster but we got the switch to we got we got the switch to coming out probably this uh this christmas but or i guess it could be next year around this time but uh but yeah whatever the new nintendo system is that runs super smash bros whichever the newest version is this is the co-contest with our sister podcast the uh, the wonderful Smash Three with Matt Clank. Uh, well, for you know somebody who subscribes 
to the YouTube channel, um, you know, within the first thousand subscriptions, we'll get that, that device. Um, let's go to our main topic though, which is Blue Beetle. Patty B, what is? So Blue Beetle is a movie about a superhero where, uh, our, our protagonist, Jaime Reyes, uh, played by the fantastic, uh, Sholo, um, that we've seen from Cobra Kai, uh, this alien scarab chooses uh, him to be its symbiotic host. The scarab is um, like sent by a group of people or aliens to be like a world destroyer. Um, so there's there's that dynamic. Um, but Jaime is a recent college graduate. Um, with a suit of armor that's capable of extraordinary powers, forever changing his destiny as he becomes the superhero known as Blue Beetle. Oh, awesome. Sorry, I like muted myself. This is a take on the third version of the Blue Beetle. Um, Blue Beetle has had, um, you know, two, two previous heroes, uh, Dan Garrett being the first one, which was an archaeologist. Ted Cord being um, the the successor that you know in the movie you'll you'll kind of hear more about, and then uh, Jaime Reyes uh, being the one that we kind of focus on this one. So uh, you know the most recent one. And Patty B, I'm gonna let you go first. So, you know, every week, you know, every time we do a review, we kind of like to talk about our very first impressions of this, and you know what what we thought. Have you seen this twice already? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I watched it for the first time, yeah, like two or three times, literally Sunday night. Um, so it's really fresh in my mind. But yeah, talk to me about like your first impressions. You know, sitting down in the theater to watch this. Yeah. So um, we yeah, uh, Shelby and I did go see it in theater. We wanted to make sure that we supported um, this movie because we we love Solo, and um, yeah, it. All the trailers for it were awesome. The the. Um, the graphics, um, you know, how, how it was presented as, um, yeah, th this, this character trying to, to find himself with this and work with this crazy, um, stuff happening all around him. Um, that was great. Um, I did even, there was one day where like you get your theater cup of like soda. I was like passing by and I hadn't done my like refill yet. So I went in because we have that unlimited pass. I like essentially gave this another ticket and, and went and got my drink. Um, but yeah, I, it has a really great cast. Um, that was some, some of my first impressions. Like you see, you know, George Lopez, um, Susan Sarandon, um, Cholo and all these other great actors. Um, yeah. So we had we we had high hopes from the start. Yeah. So I watched this for the first time on Sunday. I was supposed to go with Patty in theaters, and just it never worked out. But I, you know, you know, we talked about how I had just recently watched the Barbie movie, and I went into the Barbie movie with a lot of expectations, um, like because of the fanfare that I got, because of the conversations around the Oscars, and I was like expecting like this truly motivating like deep film I was like, oh man, Barbie Barbie really went out of its way, I guess. And it was not that. That's that's not what the movie is. Uh 
And for this movie, I had zero expectations going in, which is something I always recommend, right? Like, I think that, uh, you know, the things that I knew about the Blue Beetle is that he, I think he was a Teen Titan, was, like, all I knew. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, that was it. That was, like, that was, that was all I knew. And, um, you know, it, it what, what was nice is it captivated. Um, you know, I, I watched this with, you know, I turned this on when my kids were home. And they even sat down and watched a lot of it too. So like it was captivating even for my kids. It wasn't too scary for them. And it was, what's funny is I text Patty B. It's like, all right, I watched the movie. And um, Patty B is like, oh, what you think? I, was like, I have opinions. And I think I scared Patty. I think he was like, oh no, Spencer didn't like it. Well, yeah, cause we had the, we had the car conversation about Barbie and then like this one, like, ah, Nothing I recommended. <laughs> He's not liking my recommendations. No, and um, you know, my my first impression of this uh kind of kind of just completely honest. I we got done with the movie and Devonair asked me about it and I said this is probably my favorite superhero movie since like phase 1 or phase 2 of Marvel. And she's like, "Really?" And I was like, "Yeah, I just it really knows what it's trying to be and it doesn't try to be anything else. It mm-hmm. tells an isolated story um that you know leaves leaves you wanting more which is a good thing and it, it you know it understands its humor, it understands its pacing, it like it I don't know who who did the screenplay for this. That was something that really impressed me is like I have I have some Hispanic friends that um, I've gotten to spend a lot of time with their family, and then I have Hispanic relatives. Both my my sister and my brother married into Hispanic families, and mm-hmm. specifically, it's funny when you listen to Hispanic people interact like with each other. Like I I don't know I feel like they did a good job. Like I, you know that's not my family, but you know seeing seeing how my friends interact with like like one of my best friends the way that he interacts with his mom. Like it very much reminded me of of that, and like the way that he interacts with his grandma and things like that. It it, it was, uh, it seemed true. I just felt like it was just always trying to be true to itself. It was never trying to be anything else. And for that reason, it's it's one of my favorite superhero movies in a long time. Yeah, genuine, authentic. I think there's a that's a really good point about like being kind of self contained because this is like the last like non Sean uh, or James Gunn. Uh, DC project, I'm pretty sure, aside from the Aquaman. Um, but like, there people are campaigning real hard to keep him, um, at, like in James Gunn's new DC universe. And I think it did a good job of like make you want more, like you said, um, so that like you want to see this character again, you can kind of like, advocate for that. Um, while also being its own self contained story that won't necessarily connect to what James Gunn has planned for DC. Yeah. Uh, let's go on to spoiler time. So, you know, we tried to be pretty, you know, no spoilers. You know, if you haven't seen the movie, like I said, great reviews, go check it out. It really is just a great popcorn flick. Let's go over our overall impressions though. And I'll let you go first again, Patty. View. Like, what did you, like, what are your just over, I mean, you've seen it twice now. Like what is on a high level? How, why do you, why did you love it? Um, yeah, so 
I, I think it had a, a, a great villain. Um, I think Susan Sarandon does a fantastic job of just being just the biggest rotten person of all time. Um, <laughs> and it's a lot of it is uh, about self-preservation, right? How um, the, the, the suit is doing everything it can to like protect him. Um, but in the end, like they reach that full symbiosis and it's that like coming together. I also love what you said about how like authentic it is to like those family dynamics. We'll get into like some of our favorite characters in a bit. Um, but yeah, it was, it was really true to that. And I, it was just a great movie. I don't, there's, there's not much like it was a great show. Yeah. For me, like there wasn't like a, we'll get it. I, I only have like two could be betters. I'm like, I think one of them is my fault, but I, I think that what was really nice about this is like from start to finish, it felt like the pa- the pacing is really good. And then also just kind of the, I don't know if this makes sense, but like everybody understood their role in the film really well. Like, mm-hmm. Nobody was, nobody's character overwhelmed at any point in the film. Um, like everybody had their role and like, you know, sometimes like you have people stealing the show and like, that's a good thing, but nobody stole the show and it was a better thing because it made you love like every character. Like if anybody stole the show, it was the grandma, but like the, I don't know. It was, it, it everybody just got the right amount of screen time. The pacing was good. The, the, you know, it was funny. It was charming. It was thoughtful. Like th- it really impressed me just how, kind of, I don't know, true it felt? Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it's genuine. You can feel that energy um, when when something is, is genuine to yeah. itself. I, uh, also, i got to teach my wife that Mexico is not called Mexico. But she didn't know that that's not the name of Mexico. What? Sorry? What? Mexico is not the official name of Mexico. Oh, it's United okay. Mexican States. Oh, cool. And it was funny because, like, I I thought that the United Mexican States still had like roots in other countries. Uh, I did. I, I, I want to make sure I'm saying this right. Is it United Mexican States or is it? Yeah, United Mexican States. Yep. Um, but like. Uh, it's just kind of like being a revolutionary. Like I didn't really know what that meant. So like, I got to do some Googling mm. or uh, kind of like, you know what that meant for what Nana meant for Nana. Yeah. Yeah. So, Oh, cool. But yeah, that's an awesome looking to too. It's great. Uh, all right. Let's well, go over favorite characters. I'll, I'll go. I can go yeah. first. Um, I think my favorite character uh, in this film was probably, uh, I'm going to say her name wrong. Uh, Milagro? Uh, Mil- Milagro? The, the sister. Oh yeah. Um, uh, played by Belissa who was in, uh, Hocus Pocus 2. Yeah. Yeah. I thought she was pretty fantastic. Uh, all of her jokes hit pretty well. Um, like I said, she understood her role really well. And I really felt like there was, like, a really good brother-sister relationship with her and Jaime. Like, it, it actually, 
was really endearing. So she was like definitely one of my favorite characters, if not just my favorite character in the film that that wasn't Jaime. So, mm-hmm. what about you? Yeah, that's a really good choice. Um, yeah, na- the the natural uh, response is is you know is Sholo as Jaime, but I um, I don't know. I really. Uh, I guess that would be my favorite storyline. I love Rudy. I know, like, um, it's George Lopez being George Lopez, but, like, it really works in this film. Like, having that, like, conspiracy theory uncle. Like, <laughs> we, we all have one, and it it was... That was great to see. He was, he was so fun. Do you have, like, a bit that you like the best from him? Um... I think so there's a couple bits um when he rolls up to the airport with Lechona Plague and that's just such an iconic piece of music right now um so like that was that set the tone for like who this guy is um but also I think when um when Jaime first brings Jenny Cord over after like saving her life, and he's like, they messed up his truck, <laughs> and he's having that like freak out um, moment. He like throws his boot at the um, at at Jaime and knocks over all the spices. Like um, that that was one of my like favorite moments of like, oh, this this character. I really liked that he like you know kickstarted his thing, and then he kickstarted the Beatle as well. Like it was yeah. like a, like it's kind of like in comedy where they 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 like tell their joke again. I don't know. I I thought it was funny. Um, yeah, he's got a lot of those. Moments. What is what was your favorite storyline? Um, you know, I think this movie did a really good job of the like, um like the Ben Parker, like with, with the, the dad storyline and, and how it, you know, propelled Jaime to reach his full potential. Um, it was, I think it was really smartly done with, you know, their, their financial situation. And then, um, you know, Jaime's trying to choose the revenge path and gets, um, not that, and, you know, while his dad is, they're, they're trying to escape the court folk, um, you know, has another heart attack. Um, and so like that's set up really well. And it, it, it does a really good job telling that story. Nice. Yeah. I think for me, it was, uh, Jenny's like, it w- it felt really weird at the start. I was like, why is this like, young girl. I, I didn't quite understand Jenny's role in the company or like things like that. And then they really did a really job of fleshing it out like throughout mm-hmm. the film. And it really made me care about like the family dynamic and like, you know, even to the point where, you know, at the end of the film, when like things are happening uh, with, with, um, with her aunt and like, I mean, you just start to get like the, the drama and like the feeling I, I thought it was really well done as like, you know, kind of the secondary story to the film. And uh, I think they did a good job with that. Uh, do you have any could be betters for the film? Um, not really. Um, like I, I kind of wish that, um, 
and it, it's a thing with, with villains. Um, but Carapax, the um, the the villain, I kind of like wanted to see a little bit more from from him. Um, which it it was kind of hard to with with Victoria Cord and him as like the the villains. Um, like just kind of see like just a little bit into like how he became what he became. They they talked about it a little bit, like all the sacrifices he made, like with his body, um, you know, for his family. You know, like but, the flashback. The flashback wasn't enough. I must have missed the flashback. Really? <laughs> yeah, I must. I must have missed that. It's like the pivotal part of the movie, Patty B. He, yeah, he's okay. like about to kill him, and sh- the and uh, oh. shows him his past. Yeah, not enough. Before that, yeah, you wanted it before that. Okay. That that feels like a, if you're right. That's it. Feels like kind of a footnote. All right, fair enough. Uh, I'm not going to yum your yuck, just like you're not going to yum my yuck, which is, why did we cast Susan Sardon as a Mexican aunt? Come on. I get it. She's a great villain, but like... It's, I mean, so, it's like married into the family, right? Or like, maybe... Is that what it is? It's like, or no, but like, Ted Cord may have, um, had uh, you know, her mom might have been Hispanic. I don't know. I I don't know. It I I don't know. It just seemed off. That, so that's my first sure. better. I guess I don't know that Victoria Court is supposed to be Hispanic. Uh, my second could be better. Might be just a me thing. But I I, I looked it up, and Bruna is only uh is only four years older than Shello. But she, like, looks 10 years older than Sholo. And it's, so it's, like, like it's 22 and 20. I guess it's actually six years older. The, it's 22 and 28. But, like, it feels like more than that. Like, while you're watching the film. And so it's, like, the, the romance dynamic is, like, it's a little awkward. Like... It just because just Sholo looks a lot younger than she does. Yeah, and the thing is, is it's like I don't know, like that's not that big of an age difference. They're both adults. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of whatever, but it felt awkward for a minute. I don't know, and also it's because I'm used to playing a high school kid too, so maybe that also like put it in my brain. Like I said, like that's a me thing, but mm-hmm. yeah, I could I could see that where yeah, we we see him as all this time as uh, as um, a seventeen year old. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Patty B, tell me what are your levits? Um, I loved all the 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 bits with Nana. Um, after um, uh, you know, she hits the fan, and like we we see into her revolutionary past, and uh, <laughs> she's like, uh, help helps drive the other characters, um. She has, she has some really good bits uh, in the the final act of the movie. Yeah, Nana is a huge one for me. I'll, I'll popcorn next. I really loved the um, the moment where they used the disruption thing and they like flip the car around and hit the hit Car- 
uh, what is his name? Carmack? Carapax? Yeah. Carfax? Get your Carfax? <laughs> Show me the Carfax. Carapax? Like, when they, he, like, is, like, pull the handbrake and just, like, flips that thing out. I, I really uh-huh. love that moment. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's another uh, Rudy thing where he can't get over where he thinks the scarab went up his butt. Yeah, that's that's, that's <laughs> and and with the whole freak out of like it was a really good job of like this thing attaching to you and everyone just losing it. Um, that scene was great. Yeah. I, oh, also, I really loved the CGI in this movie. Like the when like it's clean. it burns off his clothes and stuff. Like I don't know, it just looked good. Yeah, it was it was it was really clean, really well done. Uh, any other loads from you? I'm trying to think of, of like specific specific moments. I really liked his mom too. Yeah. Like I, I think she kind of goes um, under the under the radar, um, and also in that final act, I think she had some really great character moments. Um, with with help progressing the other characters, I must be like eight years old because I really loved the bug fart as like the stealth, like, uh, thing. I just thought it was. Oh stealth. yeah, I was just like you know like stealth mode, and then it was like bug fart. I was like, that's not what I was expecting. <laughs> oh so, yeah, that, really that it, it had this like nice blend of like because Ted Cord, all this stuff is like Ted Cord tech from I guess like the 80s 80s 90s so it had like that kind of vibe to it yeah um, like 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 uh like Batman like punch like punch arrows like that type of like yeah it's like silly Batman yeah <laughs> the bubblegum thing at, like was just taken down to like protect as they're falling out of the helicopter like the the tech is like this like nice blend of silly for for Ted I think that's uh, what I, that's kind of what I mean, though. Like when I said it early in the show, right? Like it was, it knew what it was trying to be, and it like executed on it. And I just, yeah. I don't know, I really loved that about this film. Yeah, I, I also love that Jaime and, and Jenny can't uh, get kissy without Uncle Rudy interrupting them. Uh, should we rate it? Uh, sure, let's do it. All right, so on a scale of 0 to 5 being 0, just never, ever watch this film, to 5 being that you wouldn't change a thing about it, where would you rate this bad you? I'm, I'm going to give it a 5. I wouldn't really change a thing about it. It it did its, it did its job. I really hope that we see more of it in the future, and it's, um, it's, just, it's just great. Just good, fun time. I think that I have to give this a 5 for what it is and what it's trying to be. You can't you, I wouldn't change a thing. Do I think it's like the best movie I've ever seen or whatever? No, but like it is exactly what it needed to be and what it's trying to be. And you got to respect a film for doing that. Uh, okay. Where can people find you? Yeah, so they can find me on X at PattyBMTG. Uh, you can find us on TikTok at um, He's a Game. And yeah. Find me on Twitter at. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at He's a Game. You can find the show at Need to Nerd Pod. And you can find me every week on CCMTG, as well as every month on 
Smash Through. This month on Smash Through, Matt and I picked each other's mains in Smash Bros. for us to play for a month that were not our typical mains. And we're going to battle each other in a video here on the YouTube channel and then talk about what we learned. So really fun, always improving uh, thing for Smash there. If you're into Smash Bros, uh, check that out as well as constructive criticism. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Don't forget to like, subscribe, check out whatever Patty's going to be saying on this on our TikTok at Keys Game. And we'll see you all next time with another episode of the Need to Nerd podcast.